so, so excited to be here with Shelby today. Um, Shelby, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and your wonderful business that you have? Yes. So I'm Shelby Shepard. Um, I'm a mama of two little ones. I homeschool and I'm also a serial entrepreneur. Um, I start businesses left and right. And sometimes that's a great thing. But when I was at the beginning of my marriage, I had like no boundaries whatsoever. So that really got me into a lot of trouble and our family because I overloaded myself. I said yes to absolutely everything I possibly could. Um, and so I was living this really chaotic lifestyle and my sister, um, I really looked up to her. She's younger than me, but I really looked up to her because she's so much like better boundary than I was more self-discipline and like her lifestyle. I craved it. And so I was always like trying to troubleshoot, like, how is it that her life is so different than mine? We were in the same season. We both had the same number of kids and everything. They did businesses from home. And I was like, what is it? What is the difference? Um, and so I started this journey of trying to understand time management and I, and I'm a researcher and avid reader. So I like read stacks and stacks of books and articles about it. And I started to figure out some things and I brought this like exercise as a worksheet I created for myself to try to begin to get an idea of what I needed to do to plan and manage my time and start getting where I really needed to go in life. So I showed it to my sister and she's like, this is phenomenal. We should turn this into a product. And I was like, you're crazy. We don't, you know, what are you talking about? And she got obsessed with it. And so it was really amazing, but we turned it into a product. The Evergreen Planner was born. And so I had done all this research and I continued to research for another two years. We poured everything I learned about time management. And by the way, everything I learned, I used to go and completely flip my lifestyle and go from absolute chaos to really being able to craft a lifestyle that was fueling my goals and where we wanted to go as a family and me as an individual. And so then we created this product that basically streamlines that process for anybody who wants to do it. And so we have our cover, we have our annual planner, and we have our monthly booklets as well. And it completely just streamlines that process where someone can go from just feeling super overwhelmed in their life and then begin to follow the prompts. And then also what we teach um, in our brand with Evergreen Planner, um, we teach about how to use this and how to streamline um, and automate that process of crafting a lifestyle. Where you I love... I love that you took something that you were struggling with and then turned it into a beautiful product so that you could then share what you learned with everyone else, right? So like when we find these powerful practices, it's so beautiful to be able to share them with other people so then they can grow and maybe not take so long and go through so many of the struggles that we have to go through. Right. Yes. I mean, if you don't have to read this many books, you can just start picking up this and start changing your life. And you don't have to go through that two years of education, then the education that you do will just, you'll grow so much faster, you know? Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. So Shelby chose, I, I asked her to really think about, and I do this with the people who come on here. I asked them to think about like two to three points that, that if they had someone right in front of them who was struggling with their favorite topic, which for Shelby is going to be productivity and planning, right? So if she had someone in front of her who was really, really struggling with this right now, what would be the two to three things that she would absolutely want to share with them? So the first point that she really, really 
wanted to talk about the first practice is creating daily strategy appointments with yourself. So Shelby, share with us a little bit about that. Well, that's where I had to start in my own life with just being overwhelmed all the time. You know, I could, when I was for a while there, I was waiting until just that moment when I could begin to change things and when the opportunity would present itself that I could make those changes. And it never happened. Like the opportunity never presented itself. No, no matter what life got busier, life got more full. And so I realized at one point, this is something I have to be very intentional about. And so I had to, I had to carve it out. And that meant that, you know, I was saying no to other things, but I had to carve out these strategy meetings with myself on a daily basis. It's where I had to start. And it's where I encourage anyone who feels overwhelmed and, or maybe doesn't know where to go next in their life, or maybe they just want to become more intentional. They don't feel overwhelmed. Maybe they're underwhelmed and they really want to be more intentional and more active and grab their life and, and thrive in their life. And so I, I always encourage to take those times those daily strategy meetings. Um, and something we had been talking about is it's, it's a way of holding yourself accountable. When you, in these strategy meetings, what you're doing is you're taking time to write down what your goals are. If your goals are not important enough to write down, they're not really goals. When you write down a goal, you're telling your brain, it, it scientifically proven you're, that you are prioritizing that, that your brain now knows this is important to me. And you usually have to um, revisit something multiple times before your brain even knows what to do with it. So if you say one time, I would really like to start traveling next year, but that's, you say that at the beginning of the year and for the next year, and then you never think, you know, write it down. You never start to plan it out. You never take that time to strategize how to get there. You won't get there. If you are loving this podcast, make sure to subscribe. And if you found this podcast helpful or useful or impacting your life, please, please leave a review. That is how we get more ears listening. Thank you so much. Um, and so I, I set my quarterly goals. You know, I set my yearly goals here at the beginning. Uh, 12 goals per year, three per quarter. Um, every quarter I go and revisit what's best for the next quarter. I write them down. I break them down into three benchmarks a piece, give myself deadlines and schedule that into my month. And then I go here and I use my deep dive of my week and of my day to break that down into daily actionable, um, steps. That's what I was just going to ask. So it sounds like you get really clear on like what your goals are for the year and then break that down into like tangible tasks and practices for then the quarter and then the week. Right. And then like on the daily, what are things that you're doing daily or when are you going to get these things done in your yeah, week? You're literally scheduling it in. Yeah. With a time blocker, I, you know, get down and that's what we created with our planner. There's a time blocker on every day so that you are really seeing how much time you have and where it's going and what are you going to do to make that space for the things that are important for you because nobody else will make that space and it's not their job it's your job yeah um and so that that's what those daily strategy meetings really do and it helps you to begin to set those boundaries and make those goals and track the progress and troubleshoot what's going wrong 
and make hard decisions, but you have to have that time. And I recommend that you treat it like what's called deep work time. Cal Newport has an amazing book, Deep Work. Highly recommend it. And, um, you know, a short example of what explanation what deep work is, is whenever you have to, something that takes 80 to 90% of focus in order to really make good progress on it. And so I recommend that you, these daily strategy meetings are long enough to where you can sink into 80 to 90% of focus and then give yourself that time to get stuff done, get things strategized, and then come back out of that and then reconnect with the rest of the world. My deep work periods of time are usually an hour and a half, and that might feel like a lot to set aside to just strategizing and, and working on the things that matter the most to you, if, especially if you're really busy, but it was life-changing. I had to do it. I had to get up early, make it happen, and that's literally the time that I had carved out to make massive changes in my life. And uh, it's what I had to do as a busy mom and serial entrepreneur, wife, it worked. I had to figure it out and I did. And it, it changed everything. Yeah. And I, okay. So let me clarify. So the daily strategy sessions with yourself. So is that you're strategizing on what your goals are, right? And like breaking them down, but then are you also taking action towards those goals in that time period as well? Yes. And the way that you can do that is by choosing three targets for your day. And so we actually have a target section. It's a small target section because if you write it down as a target, that means these are really important things. This will move the needle forward in my life. And so it's different than a to-do list. And you say, if I go to bed tonight, I should get these three things Mm -hmm. done. You can have space here for a longer to-do list, things that may be negotiable. These are non-negotiables. So the action you're taking is making decisions of what you're going to say yes to, which also means saying no to other things. And where you say yes and no in your real life day is in your time block. So you can section out, we'll talk a little bit more about time blocking in a minute, but where you make decisions about and you anchor your targets two times in your day. Um, I and love that. Anchored, that means you're saying no to something else that could also fill up that time, something that's less essential than the thing that you know is important. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think a huge piece, and I would love to know, so if you are watching below, um, definitely let us know if this is something you've struggled with. I feel like so many people don't realize where their time is going. And it's like, it gets to the end of the week and they're like, oh my gosh, I haven't done anything that I actually wanted to do. Or I haven't, you know, worked out. I haven't gotten up early and done my devotionals. Like whatever that looks like, they get to the end of the week and they're like, oh my gosh, where where I didn't do it. Right. So it's almost like that lack of awareness of where is my time going? So yeah, if, if you've experienced that, definitely drop that below, just say like, that's me. Um, so that we know that that's you. Cause I think that's such a common struggle. So I love that. It's just bringing even awareness into where is your time going? Mm-hmm. I love that. It really is. And then you can set up boundaries um, around that. Yes. Like what's taking the time? Is it essential? And if it's not as essential as what your targets are, what your goals are, then you set boundaries and find ways to keep that from distracting you, outsource it, whatever you need to do in order to focus on what's essential. Things only yeah. you can do. So there's like, we could dive so much deeper into just that, but okay, we'll, we'll right. keep it moving. Um, okay. So the second thing that you really wanted to share was on the power of reflection. So share with us a little bit about that. Okay. It's so interesting because if you do any amount of research on what the top performers, the most effective and efficient people in the world, if you ask so many of them what their secret is, 
they're going to say some variation of reflection, um, journaling, uh, meditation, something that has to do with being quiet and thinking about thinking about what has happened and letting that soak in and being still before it and processing it and, um, and being quiet while they do it. Okay. That is amazing to me that these top executives who are super busy and are super like getting so much done and like you, the household names that you know that their secret is that they slow down and reflect that's their secret. And you can actually, it's very interesting, but you can, you can see it. The scripture teaches it. The Bible teaches us to do that. And there's a reason why is because our brains desperately need that time to be still and to slow down and to reflect and to think. And so um, as a busy mom, I was thinking, okay, all of these really high achieving people, um, they journal. I can't even figure out how to begin the practice of journaling. It's so important to reflect but I'm so busy. Like I just, I can't sit still. I'm star crazy. I can't do this. So what we actually did was we created, because we knew there was a lot of people who resonate with that. We created micro journaling sections here in our planner. Um, and so we have a little place for gratitude in the morning. You start out your day, just listing a few things that you're really thankful for. Um, and then at the end of the day, you can write down your lessons that you learned that day, the things that are really weighing on you. Don't just go to bed letting them weigh on you. And don't just push them aside and pretend like they don't matter. They do matter. And then look at that challenge, though, and turn it into a lesson. What did you learn from it? What can you do better? Or what do you need to change? Or what do you need to protect yourself from? Whatever it is, turn it into a lesson. And then victories. It's so important that we take the time to celebrate our victories. And we can't always like, you know, go throw a party or drink a glass of wine every single time we have a victory. We have to find ways to reward our brains. And this is such a great way to sit down and take the time to think, what went well today? What did I do right? Write it down. Because what you're doing that satisfaction of, of recognizing that, yes, I did accomplish something. It's so sweet. And it releases chemicals in your brain that says, hey, it is actually rewarding to be intentional. And if you never tell your brain it's rewarding to be intentional, you never celebrate your own wins, your brain is going to start to burn out. And so this micro journaling really streamlines it, automates the whole thing for, for you. And then there's one more section of micro journaling that I like to use in the morning, and it's to write down my seasonal goals and my why. Revisiting your goals over and over again is another top thing, I mean, another thing that top performers do uh, on a regular basis. Many of them do it every single morning. When they drink their coffee, they look at their goals. And by looking at their goals, they're training their brain to think to be solutions-minded in order to make those goals happen. And so it creates this thought habit. Um, and so they actually don't have to work as hard in order to achieve their goals because their brain's subconsciously doing it. It's such a great thing. And so I recommend writing down your seasonal goals and then why, why your seasonal goals matter and re reconnecting it to your core values, why it matters so much to you. If you don't have a strong why to write down, you can look at your goals and say, can I rework them in a way that really connects with my why? Or maybe I need different goals altogether. And then you can continue to craft your attention, like to refocus your attention to things that truly will, you know, 
matter to you. Like if you're going to be super intentional about a goal, don't you want to make sure it matters to you in the long run? And, um, and all of this reflection helps you to do that. And again, helps you to self-correct, helps you to look at the lessons and say, okay, I can do this differently next time. And here's what I'll do differently tomorrow. Or, you know, I slept in until noon and, um, that really made it hard to get anything done today. So tomorrow, you know, I'm going to go to bed at a good time. I'm going to get up in the morning and you start to self-correct and hold yourself again, accountable, um, in your daily strategy meetings. And that really helps. And then of course, as you get really consistent with micro journaling, you'll start to find that habit is created. And a lot of times the journaling and the meditation, all that period of time becomes longer and way more effective as time goes on. But this is a great place to start. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I would love to know if you are watching, let us know below, like what is one thing that's standing out to you right now? What's one thing that's coming up? What's one thing that's standing out to you? Um, So a couple of things that stood out to me and what you were just sharing is it sounds like in general, some of the really powerful practices for people to start doing is creating goals. So like if you don't already have really clear goals, creating your goals, writing them out, Mm -hmm. um, having that time for self-reflection. And within that, I love that you brought up celebrating your successes, Mm -hmm. like identifying that you've had a victory, identifying that you've accomplished something. Because like you said, it is so, so easy for us to get caught up and to never slow down um, and to never even acknowledge that we get things done, that we're checking things Mm -hmm. off of our to-do list, right? Right. Um, so I love that. And then I love too, that you talked about identifying your why, like, and this is something that I talk to my clients about often is like regularly. So I love that you said this regularly asking yourself, like, why, why does this matter? Because if it doesn't matter, it's not, you're not going to do it. You're not going to stick to it. You're not going to be consistent if it doesn't matter to you. And the last thing I will say that I love that you shared was, I love that you brought up values. Um, and I actually just wrote a post on that the other day about how like everything that we do has to align with our values. And that's so similar to why we want to regularly tune into our why, mm-hmm. right? Cause if we have goals or if we're doing things that aren't in alignment with our values, that's, that's just not going to help us progress to where we're trying to go. So it's like all of our goals should be in alignment with what's important to you. Like, what do you want your life to look like, to feel like, what are those core things that you want to experience daily and make sure that your goals support creating that for you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I loved that you said all of that. So I kind of wanted to break it down. Yeah. And if you, whatever goals that you're setting and executing, whatever big projects you're starting, whatever career you're pivoting into, you know, whatever home you're trying to build, whatever these things are that are so big and so important and so life defining, all these things rely on you in the center as being strong. And now as a Christian, I believe that of course the core of that is, is the Lord and the Holy Spirit in us. And so we're not standing strong alone as Christians, but we have to be connected. We have to be Mm -hmm. abiding in the Lord to be strong in our core. And then everything is built on that core, everything we do. And so if we try to do these, watch these, this 
big business without any regard for what's going on in our core, without taking that time to be quiet and really think, does this, you know, is this connected again with my values? Then we might be building something on very shaky ground. And that's what I've done so many times. And I, you know, I learned so much from that, you know, not paying attention to my health at all, burning the candle at both ends, start this business, make this promise. And guess what? I couldn't fulfill it. So they're just the wishful thinking cannot make the life we want. We have to be very intentional and it starts by disciplining ourselves. And, um, and this is such a good and nourishing, self-nourishing, brain-nourishing way to discipline ourselves. So I think a lot of times we think discipline, self-discipline is kind of a, like a harsh thing. Like we're like, come on, work harder, hustle, be smarter, be focused and all this stuff. We don't understand that just like disciplining a child is all about nourishing them. It's about empowering them. It's about talking to them and helping them to see and, and, and connecting with them. And anything that's not that, it tends to be very damaging. And so it's the same for us, you know, for what we need for ourselves. We need to have a good conversation with ourselves that's nourishing our brain and it's just a great place to do it and you can do it even if you don't have one of our planners you know you can totally do that in a notebook everything that I'm sharing can can be done in a notebook and it's very important that I would just recommend do it yeah absolutely oh I love that okay so we are going to hit our last point which is time blocking so share with us more about your time blocking strategy so time blocking is so much fun and I've already shared a little bit about how it works by just explaining that carving out you need to carve out that deep work deep focus strategy meeting with yourself Um, but time blocking can work on so many different levels so um, so that I don't go way too big here. I'm just going to start with the year. You know, your year is broken down into four quarters. If you want to get somewhere in 12 months, you can break that down in your mind and say, okay, I've got three months to focus on this step in that process. You can reverse engineer um, from 12 months out, break it down into three quarters and things like that. Um, you can, you, you know, you have your quarters are broken down into months and what do you need to work on this month your month is broken down into weeks and then you get into the really fun nitty-gritty of time blocking so I came up with an example of how time blocking could work based off of um, just thinking about what would it be like if you know a woman is in transition and she's trying to figure out what her next step is and I think a lot of us are in transition because of the virus Mm -hmm. like even if it wasn't what we were thinking would be the season of life we're in we're all pivoting we're all in transition to some way because we're not sure what's next and we've got to figure out how to do today well while being open for what tomorrow may hold and um so we're all kind of in that same boat so how do you time block? So what? let me just explain what time blocking is, is where you, you look at your time and you like get a really, really concrete grasp of it. And I like to break down my time in, into like buckets. I call it container time blocking, like little containers or buckets that I can fill up these buckets with different types of activities, different types of focuses. And that's really what it's based off. How much focus do I need? So I talked about that deep work time. You need a time in your day 
that is dedicated to being able to get into an 80 to 90% focus mode. If you cannot carve out time for yourself to 80 to 90% focus, what I mean by that is your time, your attention is not split by notifications on your phone or computer. Your um, attention is also not split even by close relationships, just constantly coming up you know, and asking something of you. Um, you're not answering the phone if it rings. Obviously, there's a threshold there of, okay, this is a crisis. I need to deal with it. But you have good boundaries on your focus is what I'm talking about. That deep work time is so vital for your your brain to actually be in t- uh, um, innovative, to engineer solutions. If you never get that time, you will not move forward in big ways. You're going to move forward in inches when you could be moving forward in miles. And so that, so carving in that time in your day. And so then there's other, um, so you can time block. Let me just show you my day time blocker again. Um, what we did is we broke down the day and you can do this again on a piece of paper, but you, you have it broken down into 16 hours. And we did that because that's a pretty good, healthy, waking hour, active block of time. We don't believe in, in you know, sleeping for four hours a night in order to get ahead in business. So we've broken down to a good, healthy block here. And then it's every thick line is an hour. Every thin line is half an hour there. And I can show you... Um, I would love to know too, while you're looking for that page, I would love to know if, if you're watching, like, what is a goal that's coming up for you right now? Like a goal that's coming up that you're thinking about, um, as we're, cause I feel like as a people are sharing stuff is always coming up for you, right? Whatever is relevant for you. So what is a goal that's coming up for you? Um, definitely drop that below. And then at the end, we're going to have plenty of time. We're going to hang out for like questions and all of that good stuff. So drop that below what, what a goal is that that's coming up for you. Okay, go ahead. So we have here, I have a block. My block of time is, starts at 5 a.m. I have kids and they get up, you know, at a decent time. It's around seven. Um, and my husband takes care of them then, but they're asleep when I wake up because I need to get things done. So I put my deep work time there at the beginning because I can my husband and I talked about it. I will not have distractions. So I have that block there. I know that I can also maybe not get deep work in, but I can focus a little bit more during their nap time. So I have that blocked out. And then I have transitions clearly marked in here. I have a a block of time that's for business maintenance and a block of time for cleaning my home and homeschooling. So I have these blocks of time. Now, notice I have these blocks of time for general focus activities. I didn't say that the first 15 minutes of my day, I take a shower. The next 15 minutes of my day, I clean the bathroom. The next 15 minutes of the day, I clean the kitchen. You know, some of those routines that we see on Pinterest or something that's like, if you break down your day into these teeny little and you know segments, and then you do all the things, then you'll be successful. Our brains don't work that way. We have to be intuitive. We have to do what we know is right. But if we take larger chunks of our day and we put boundaries around them and say, during this chunk of my day, I will focus deeply and I'll get done anything I need to do that requires deep focus. Strategy means with myself, content creation, if that's what you do. Research, trying to figure things out, um, like making hard decisions, prayer, all these things that take deep focus, put it in that time. You know, take a time for cleaning your house that's separate from that time. Don't scatter your attention, but take a time then block it out for getting to sit on social media and connect with all of your friends there. Don't see social media as a guilty pleasure. See it as something that's very good. 
that especially we all need right now, right? And see the good thing, block it in and enjoy it for the fullness of what it is, but don't let social media compete with your deep work time. So by, by creating these little containers, then say that your deep work time gets moved because of some kind of crisis, like you don't get to do it when you usually do it. It's a good idea to have it typically the same time every day because your brain gets used to that rhythm. But if it gets moved because it's a block, you just find a good place for it later in your day and you take less essential things off your plate and move it to tomorrow. And you begin to kind of puzzle piece your time like that. I like to do this also with my week. And this is where it gets very fun to strategize because with your day, you know, it's very focused and you can like time block a day. I think that most people can kind of figure out what would that look like. But what about some, a longer span of time, like a week, like you really want to make progress in a week. You want to know I have done something very important. I've made good progress and I can feel it. By the time I'm kicking back on Sunday, I have had a full week and I know it. I haven't been spinning my wheels busy. I've been, I've been, you know, effective this week. So an idea for someone who's in transition or like we all are just trying to figure out what's next. Some people have lost their jobs. Some people have, um, have decided to really lean into being able to work from home. Some people are, you know, having to homeschool for the first time and trying to figure out what that, what to do with that. Um, People are using this as an opportunity for career transition. Like there's so many ways you could go. So where do you begin making progress and being really intentional about your next step? And how can time blocking help? Like how can you steward your time to really make progress instead of spinning your wheels or just kind of like, oh, well, that seems like a good opportunity. Let me try it out. And not being super intentional about it or just saying yes to all the things and then getting super stressed. Like, what do you do? How do you get really intentional? Um, So I shared this with somebody that I was coaching today, actually, because they were in their business. They were trying to figure out what was next because they couldn't, they weren't an essential business and they weren't allowed to have customers inside their doors. They're like, what do we do for income? And I said, I I can't tell you exactly what, what's next for income, but what I can do is help you to, to figure this out yourself by the way that you steward your focus and the way that you, you know, like grab a hold on your focus and your attention span and tell your attention what to do. So I suggested she turn her week into buckets and break it down. And I suggested, you know, say Sunday, you take that for for resting and just kind of kicking back and chilling. But Monday, you got your Monday bucket. You wake up on Monday morning. I don't really know where I'm going, but I got to figure out where I am and where I'm trying to go. And that's your thing. It's like, how do you even begin to do that if you don't know where you are or where you're going? How do you even begin to start getting that GPS to start calculating And so I told her, you need to get really clear about what your options are. What are you allowed to do as a business right now? What are you not allowed to do as a business? And so this is in that context of business, but this could be anywhere in your life. What are your options? You need to get clarity. So an idea is you take Monday to get clarity, start brainstorming that out, trying to figure that out on top of your other things that you have to do and responsibilities, but take that deep work time for that on Monday. Then Tuesday, you can deep dive research in the people you're called to serve. So I went from just options and ideas that are more general to Tuesday talking about people. The reason I did that is because no matter what we're talking about, what role with people, 
going to be a massive part of what you're going to need to do in order to grow and to make progress, especially though as a business, you have to serve people. And so I encouraged her to do a bunch of discovery calls with her ideal customer, avatar, whatever that is, to find out what their pain points were in this season. And so for you, say it's something that you're trying to figure out, what would be the next best thing for my kids with school? Doing this online school thing's not working for them. I got to figure out how to educate them until the school's open back up. What am I going to do? I'm in this transition. Start interviewing them. What's your pain point with your education right now, son? You know, and start to get your mind wrapped around what their needs are and what they're... That way, you're connecting to the human element of all of this. We can't operate in the abstract. Um, So that would be a bucket. And so you're moving forward. You're progressing as you're going through these buckets of your days, and you're getting more clarity as you go. And, you know, Wednesday, you could take a step back from all the research and the data finding and kind of just focus on the basics of life and then let yourself just in the background intuitively brainstorm. It's going to come up. All the things you learned, let yourself chew on it. On Thursday, you can hold meetings with all of, you know, with people who are close to you, with your coaches, with your mentors. You could go ahead and hire a coach to help you start to bounce these ideas off of. And what you're doing with all of this time, you know, you're taking these days and using them very intentionally. Even if you're, you had no idea what to do, you're getting clarity on what to do. That's what you're spending with your, your time. And I have had so many people that I've coached get really surprised when I tell, when they say, what goal should I set? I said, your goal should be setting goals. Like that's a great goal to start setting goals, like, and start figuring out what that even means. That's a massive goal to make that space, to be intentional and to start digging into all of these things and researching and data finding and to spend your week this way. A lot of people don't ever think about doing things like this. They never ask, why am I making the choices I'm making? They never reflect on why they feel so crummy about the way they spent their day. They never think that there could be something different, but it doesn't have to be that way. All it takes is just taking that time to be intentional and so, and so that's what I, you know, recommend if you have no idea where you're going, do it with a week and go through. And on Friday, take the time to get all your thoughts and all your data that you just, you know, bounced off all these people. You've gotten all this, all these ideas, get them organized and start to make decisions and say, you know, I thought this would be a good idea, but I'm seeing that it's not for me. Start crossing off things that aren't going to work for you. What, whether it's getting a different kind of job or educational ideas for your children or really whatever it is we're going next, trying to figure out with your health, this isn't going to work. This is, make those decisions, get organized and say, okay, here are my other options left that I'm feeling good about. The next week you can do all that again, that same, you know, going through the buckets and moving it down that your project, which is just getting clear about your direction. That's your project. And you can just move it down through that process again. In three weeks, you're going to have more clarity than you can imagine. And you're going to start saying, now I'm getting past this research and I don't know what I'm doing next phase. And I'm I'm getting excited about the possibility of this thing or these two things that I'm realizing I might can do. You're going to start getting that fire. And also you've been getting this practice of these daily strategy beings with yourself. You're starting to practice time blocking. You're starting to say, when I get up in the morning, I'm going to, to take that 
time to do something intentional. I'm not going to just pick up my phone and start scrolling. I want to be really intentional. I want to, I want to control the messages I'm hearing first thing in the morning. I want to take that time to be really proactive about it rather than just letting the world happen. And then you're reacting. Exactly. And um, I, every time, every time I still do it, sometimes I'll pick up my phone, start scrolling Facebook and I go, I know better than this. I coach people not to do this. I do it anyway. And it's amazing how much that it just distracts and scatters your, you know, scatters your focus and keeps you from being as intentional as you could be. But as you start creating these habits, these strategy meetings with yourself, reflection, learning how to time block and Really, when you're time blocking, you're really, it's more about telling your focus, your attention, what to do. You can't always tell time what to do or what, you know, your circumstances, what to do. Sometimes things happen like this virus that none of us would have ever been able to prepare for, right? We can't always tell our circumstances what to do. We can tell ourselves what to do, though, and our brains what to do and and prepare our brains to continually be positive and be grateful and be, you know, very mindful and properly responsive and proactive and things like that. We can control that part. You know, we can control what we're thinking about and what messages we're hearing and how we spend our mornings or how you spend your evenings. If you're more of an evening person, you can control those things. Um, And it's life-changing. It really is. And it can move you forward in ways that you could have never imagined before beginning that journey of being really intentional with your time. Oh my gosh. Amazing. You shared so much, so many valuable nuggets. Okay. So let me ask a couple of questions for anyone who's watching. Um, and then maybe we'll kind of just break down like bullet points for people. Cause I always love summarizing at the end. So to anyone who is watching, um, what are like, what's maybe one of your biggest challenges right now, or if you have any questions on anything that we talked about, um, just drop those below. We'll give you a couple of minutes. Um, and then, so if you had to break it down, like a couple of steps, if someone is just starting this journey, right. Of like, like they're not into goal setting, they've never really done that and like stuck with it before. Um, where would you have them start? If you had to give them just a couple of bullet points to get started. Okay, the first thing would be to pick a time of their day when something happens regularly. So it could be they wake up in the morning. That happens regularly. It doesn't always have to be at the same time, but you wake up in the morning, right? Or um, say that, you know, well, we're not all like going to work and stuff like that. And so it's like kind of, we wake up in the morning, that happens every day, you know, like in this season, it's so different than what I used to say, but find something that's already a rhythm that you have a habit that you have that's going well or something like that. Anchor your strategy meeting that you have with yourself with that. So it could be when right before you go to bed. Um, I have to do it in the morning though, because if I do it right before I go to bed, just personally, I'll, I'll lay awake thinking about what I just did. Um, but you could also have a meditation right after that could really help with that. So it's really you. Are you a morning person or an evening person? But anchor it to something that always happens, getting up or going to bed or whatever that is for you, walking your dog, whatever that is. Anchor it to that because what you're doing is you're not trying to just in a vacuum decide I'm going to start doing this and then days go by and you're like, why am I not doing this? You, if you anchor it, then it's you're, you 
set it up and say, when my feet hit the floor, I make my bed and then I pick up my planner. And that's literally been my process. And so, or I grab a cup of coffee first too, but you know what I mean? So that's the process there. You know, it's anchored in to that habit. And so I recommend doing that and just taking that time. If you, you can 15 minutes, start with 15 minutes. If you're not used to sitting still and being quiet, 15 minutes, is such a great place to start, but don't pick up your phone. You can anchor, you can, so if you were to anchor it in the morning, which is just a great time because you can have complete 100% control of your attention in the morning. Feet on the floor, make my bed, grab a cup of coffee, grab my planner. My phone does not get touched until I have set a timer for 15 minutes. And I've, even if I'm just staring at my planner and I can write, okay, here are three things I'm grateful for today. Or a notebook if it's not a plane or whatever it is. Here are three things I'm grateful for. And that's the other thing I would recommend to start with gratitude. What resources do I have? What am I, I love that. for? And uh, write that down and then say the third thing would be to pick three, just three things that matter that you're going to work on today. And I do recommend that, you know, as you get into this practice, that one of the targets that you focus on on a regular basis is to figure out how goal setting works for you and how living intentionally works for you. So every single day, if one of your targets is to research personal growth, goal setting, those kinds of things, living intentionally, and that's one of your targets is just researching those things, you're going to grow so much in the answers to all the other, you know, possibilities that are out there. Um, And then, that, so that's what I would recommend, you know, anchor your strategy session to something, write down three things that you're grateful for, and then write down just three things you're going to make sure you're going to do that day and then do them. Prove to yourself you can be intentional. Make them things you actually can do too, you know, make, make it possible for yourself to win and then go win and, um, and do that every day, every day. That. You're going to start telling your brain. It's possible. It's possible to do these things that matter so much to me. 